right, mic check, mic check. Morning Masters Podcast, your host, main of course. Across me, I got a special guest. Go ahead, introduce yourself. You back for a second time. Yeah, yeah, second time's the charm. How but, you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Um, just before I start, what, what was some of the feedback you got? From, the feedback you got from the last episode? Um, both positive and negative, because a lot of people don't like to hear, you know, the life story online, especially right, right. because I was digging in. I was digging in trenches. I was digging in things that come up from my childhood. So a lot of people ain't like it. There's a lot of people's calling my mom. You heard what she said? <laughs> our house was a trap house. Yeah, our house was That's, a trap house. <laughs> in, in, in real time, when you said it, I, I guess because I'm not your mom, or I'm not somebody yeah. connected to your mom. I wasn't thinking like anything negative. Yeah, I was just like, yo, she was telling her truth. Facts. But you realize, like, you know, well, you you realize when you do it that a lot of times you come here to tell your truth. It's somebody else. It's a harsh truth. Somebody else don't wanna don't wanna yeah. um they don't wanna stand in front of or they don't wanna uh, accept. Yeah. So like they be mad you said this or you said that. And that's that's I didn't think of that until when I asked you that question in the beginning, but it's funny that you say that. Harsh now. truths are necessary, man. And I don't man, people that know that I love them know it's unapologetically love. And I don't mean it to step on nobody's toes, but I'm gonna tell the truth regardless of how somebody feels. Feelings facts ain't got no feelings. What about the positives? Because I this and let me actually let me say this. Let me start matter of fact, let me start here. When I me meeting you was uh, at an event, and you was talking about how you used to bully people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also, not I'm just throwing it out there. You know, uh, you lost a lot of weight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I lost over 100 pounds. I, I didn't know that. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I just know you look different. You know what I'm saying? Um, the last three times I've seen you look different. So mm-hmm. your journey since then is always yeah. um, dope to see. But so my my, my initial um, thoughts of you was like, okay, well, damn, why was she bullying people for? You know what I'm saying? What kind of lifestyle <laughs> she lived that she was bullying people? So when I interviewed you. You know, you gotta think. I'm seeing somebody who talked about bullying to kids at T.W. Josie for yeah. all things for 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And um, so my mindset of you is always different. It's more it's always like aggressive. Yeah, I look at bullies as aggressive. You know, and uh, but now to see like where you come from a long way, like you just changed. You yeah, man, total opposite. You know what I'm saying? But not that you not not that you get bullied. I'm just saying like yeah. you don't bully people. But they don't mean the beast ain't inside of me. I just keep the beast tamed. There we go. See, harsh truth, right? Yeah, I stay <laughs> on top of the beast. I, I still I still can get mad. I still can be petty and all that stuff. I just choose not to. I try to choose the higher road. But I think like things like that with stuff being inside of you is also the reason why people connect too. Like people can connect to you because people have that inside of them as well. I agree. And they don't want to show it either, but they need to be around people like you who know how yeah. to hold it in, how to mask it, how to not discipline you know. Man. Bring it out when you need to. Um, so how how things been going with you as far as like um you know dealing with the kids dealing with? Uh, I've, I've been getting it in, and I'm so glad you even brought up that T.W. Uh, Josie. People don't understand how much work I've been putting in, not just in, on the South Carolina side, or not just in. Oh, you all over? Yeah, you not even over. just not even. I even have clients in Atlanta. Um, I but I will say this: I've been putting in so much work more than I receive profit. I put in so much work uh, because I love impact. I, I want. I know that uh, the rewards will come, but impact, impact, to see those families go from uh, kids running away and kids um, just doing all type of things, parents afraid of their kids, kids beating up their parents, all these types of things, and to see them be able to change within a year's time, mm-hmm. and I say a year because it, it's, it differs, but when you have all, the, all those crises situations where the kid is super out there, it takes work, and our parents have to understand that it's not a, a turnaround in a day. It take it's a process, but right. to see that is that's what that's what I'm in it for. You mentioned impact. I I, I talk about that a lot actually, because um, I think people think you know when you do stuff that's 
seen you on social media, like to say podcast, for instance. So I look at I I take I look at the podcast with you, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll do a podcast with somebody talking about something, whether it's a, a hot topic, whatever. It might get two thousand, whatever views, whatever, right? Yeah. That's cool. It, it looks good. If I'm trying to get a, an, an advertisement or an ad or something like that, hey, I get this many views, give me this amount of money, cool. Yeah. But then I look at one that I do with you, right? And I see somebody who is struggling with uh how to whether it's discipline their child or how is brothers to uh, uh, navigate whether their child should be on social media versus this so I can send them your podcast that's impact yeah. you know what I'm saying like it's, it's podcast that's like gonna be timeless or that's always gonna be for this mode or this mood those are the podcasts I love the most because like they just live on and live on Yeah. if something came up today about kids and tablets I can go back to your podcast that I did with you and, and break it down and put a snippet out and it's always going to go. Great. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I was telling you uh, early and I think we touched on this the last time we was talking. Man, you keep grounding because you out here, man. I, I I'm telling you, you out <laughs> here and you you are paving the pathway for people even like me to be able to be on platforms to talk about um, things that are important to our community because it's more negative out there influence than there is positive influence out there. So, no, nah, I appreciate you. Big ups to you. Definitely. And, and just to piggyback on that, like, I always thought like that sometimes the reason why you start is not always what you finish on. But yeah. if you start from a genuine purpose and it was actually valid and genuine, Thanks. you should always want to stick to it. And, like, I started because I knew it wasn't platforms for certain people yeah. um, within the city. So I can't, I can't never like uh, deviate from that. So like I said, sometimes it's stuff I'm like, somebody hit me up and said they want to talk about this. I'm like, mm, that's not really something I want to talk about. But I feel like, damn, impact wise, yeah. that's a good competition to have. It's gonna make sense. So go ahead and do it. And then them be the ones, honestly, that I actually like the most. Like yeah. I, I end up liking them. I might not know the person at all. You got to think you meeting strangers sometimes, bro. Like these people <laughs> right. are strangers, and like within a 15 minutes time, y'all opening up. They opening up to each other. Right. You know. So. Um, it's definitely tough. So I, it's a grind. I try to do it. You know, I try. I try my best. But um, yeah, my goal is always to put people like you on. Um, that's that's it, doing too. stuff that's positive in the community. Um, it's it's educational. I like to educate. Like my main, I like to entertain. Don't get me wrong, but educate, be informative. Yeah. Um, you came on. You dropped a lot of information. You got a lot of educational knowledge. You got a lot of background. Um, within that within that field. Uh, so that's my, always my main purpose. I'm always going to do that before anything. Before I make somebody laugh, I want to make somebody learn. Facts. Oh, that's so, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's a little, little clip I can bars. Play. You know what I'm saying? I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> MC May. You dropped bars. But I want to get into it. You know, um, you got a lot of things working on right now. I am. Um, I want to, I know it's kind of abrupt to just jump into it, but I want to get into the game conversation. I want to just jump right into yeah, it. I want to go ahead right. and get into it. Um, recently, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you, I've had some people on the episodes, right? Who they rap or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you know the lifestyle that come with that, right? Um, and I'm going to start with this question because this is probably a good way to segue into some go of that ahead, stuff. So you are from a certain cloth. I know that. All right, that cloth that um, we're from, it comes with a lot of rules and its own kind of regulations for whatever yeah. case may be, right? That, whatever that gang life or whatever that, 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 that poverty life, whatever, come with that. So what I asked somebody was, because I started to think, you get older, you start thinking. People be dying. Yeah. People get killed. And so... I asked one guy, I said, well, you know, w- how do you feel when, you know, somebody of, let's say it's your gang, let's just say it, from your gang or whatever, or your group, whatever, your, your posse, your, your boys, and they pass away, they die from the hands of something. And I said, you know, y'all have this pack, you know, it's happened to you, I got to deal with me. And so I said, what happens when y'all don't do that? What happens when y'all don't stand on that? What happens when... Most of them don't. And that's, that's, that's why I asked the question. So I got, I ain't get out of flack, but 
people was calling me asking, saying they got this thing called slide now. I guess it's when you go. Slide. It's, a, it's a Chicago term. I guess sliding is like. Ain't no Chicago dudes around here. <laughs> the music, man. You just blame the music. Um, but Lord. somebody asked me, like, why do you keep asking people why, why they ain't slide for their man? I said, I'm not asking that. But the question I'm asking is raising, like, hey, you do all this thinking that I'm living up to this this gang. I'm, I'm representing for this gang. Whether it's a block, a neighborhood that we don't own, that we're not part of, whatever, that's going to be around, whether you know, we yeah. there or not. Um, all that stuff. And then a person, go. something happens because of this talk, all this stuff that we... Um, we per- per- perpetuating, and something happens, you die, and your friends go go on. They, they just go to the next thing. Yeah. You know, so I was asking them these questions. Let me tell you something. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm all about harsh truths, but I'm, I'm going to be careful how how I word things because I don't want um, the people that I love to be affected by what I said, but that doesn't stop me from telling the truth. So I'm not saying nobody... And the old matter of fact, the older cats from where I'm from, it ain't no gang mentality. They was mostly hustlers, dope boys. A lot of them ended up turning their business, I mean, turning their um, drug business into a legit business. So shout out to them. But uh, it's these younger boys, the the ones who ain't got no respect. And I heard you say something about street rules. They don't care about no street rules. They don't care. Ain't the rules on more. They, yeah. yeah, they have no respect. They don't even respect the people that's over them. So. Um, it's them that coming and causing, like, people like my brother, the ones who used to be the dope boys and all that stuff, who finally turned their life around to get killed, innocently, innocently get killed because of their ignorance. You get what I'm saying? So they're shooting up houses and doing all these things, but not now one. I can't, I, I don't want, I'm, I'm trying to be careful because I don't know for certain, but now one of them offered or still offers to help either his mother, my brother's mother, or my sister take care of their kids. Not none of them. And none of them slid or slided or whatever you want to call. Um, and, and that's the thing. So, and, they, and these are the same people that watch us or watch their uh, partners get out of jail. And instead of taking them to get a job application, they go take them, they give them drugs to go sell or 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 get them things to do, continue, continue the illegal path. Because they ain't, ain't none of them trying to change. Mm. And that's why in my organization, as I was telling you, I have twofold mission. My mission is to get and help as many people as I can. It's, my duty is to retrain the mindset of the young, the youth from street life to heat life. And I use that through um Parent coaching, behavior modification strategies, counseling services, character development, and trade skills, and all those things, and resources. But at the end of the day, for the ones who are around here killing people, kids, uh, breaking their houses, selling dope on the corners, getting locked up, period. And that's why I do the Protect the Block campaign, um, working with law enforcement. Yeah, working with law enforcement, working with other organizations, the schools, uh, for all those gang uh, people out there uh, in gangs, Um, not just the gang members, as I said, anybody else out there uh, promoting uh, the destruction of our community. Let me talk about that for a minute. Let Let me ask you about that for a minute because you made a good point just now. You said not just people that's in gangs, but promoting the pollution, right? Yeah. A lot of times you have people who, I don't, I don't know what the fascination is. They're not in the game, but they will perpetuate all the gang life but activities. It looks cool. and, but they, they close, they're close enough to it to, to honestly be recognized as a gang member, but they're not a gang member. Let me tell you something. When I was, when I was, I was dating, I used to date this blood, my oldest son's dad, he was a blood. Um, and he, when we were together, I was considered his Ruby. 
I never was in a gang, but I guess my affiliation made me his ruby or whatever. You couldn't tell me I wasn't no blood. I used to be in the club throwing up five. Throwing up five and clapping all in people's face. I'm telling you, I was serious with it. And I ain't even know nothing about a gang. So, and I was grown. I was like 20-something. So imagine, I was like maybe 20. Because, yeah, I was about 20. So imagine these young kids who get glamorized by that and when they see the uh, the people in media mm-hmm. and gangs and the people that they look up in the neighborhood. And that's why um, I call him my nephew. He ain't really my nephew. I ain't going to say his name. I was telling him I pulled him to the side because I let him know that I'm going to call law enforcement if I see them doing criminal activity. My, my first thing is always to hold people accountable for their actions in our neighborhood because if not, they'll destroy them. And um, I, I stepped to him and I let him know that. I was like, my son, look up to you. When he listened to your music, because he's a rapper, he want to be like you. Mm. And if he see you doing this, you know, this, that, and that, he going to want to become that. Mm. You know, so I do my best to mold him. But outside influences, it's heavy. Very heavy. So it looks good. And that's why uh, they're attracted to that lifestyle. But, damn, so you make a lot of good points, see? All right, so the, I'm gonna touch on what you just said, right? Mm-hmm. With the 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 your nephew, not your nephew, but raps okay. and, and things of that nature, right? Um, you make a good point. Outside influence is very heavy. Normally, yeah. it is the 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 the, the rappers, the, the 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 stars, people that see on TV that you don't really know, but yeah. you see bits and pieces of things you want to be like. But it comes with a lot of other things. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. they also maybe don't convey. Out in the open, but they're doing so. Yeah, so time. by nature, you start to do those things, right? I had uh, two guys on the podcast um, last week. We talked about Kanye. It was something different, but he mentioned he said somebody starting at home. Yeah, I know you do a lot of parent. Yeah, that's coaching. what I'm you a parent a coach, man. Holla at me. I'm what do you think about that? Though, like when you think about gang life and outside activity, whether whether it's in your surrounding area where you live at, your neighborhood, right? Yeah. But then you got to deal with that heavy outside influence, but you got to balance that and it starts at home. Like, what is that? like? That's why I stay on, uh, and people don't like it, but I don't care. I love mentoring. I think it's a good thing, but mentoring is not the only thing that needs to be done. Mm. Um, and people get mad when I say that. It's because when you, when you take a child to a, a mentoring organization, so they learn all they can learn at the mentor organization. They come out, but they still have to go back into those neighborhoods where they got to tow the Glock or they're going to get shot. Or their mama might True. be on drugs or any of those things. So we have to change the mindset of the home first in order to be able to be effective in the area. It does, you can go to mentoring all your life, and I'm not saying it's not good. It's a very good attribute into in our communities. It is. But it just the, takes more. Yeah, but... If I'm correcting behavior in the mentor program, you you will find literally find more people who respect the mentor uh the people the mentors than they respect their parents because they go home and their parents are disrespectful and hateful and unloving and unkind and all these things and they're growing up in this environment where if they don't act hard or they don't act tough they they're gonna get a they're gonna be a punk they're gonna be labeled <laughs> as a punk or they're gonna get beat up for any of those things so you know parents. I call it no lazy parenting. Parents have to stop being lazy. And I, I remember you talking about, we was talking about it last time. Right, I was right. like, well, what if I'm tired? What if I'm bored? It, it's not an excuse. Uh, I get tired. I'm bored. But we still have to do, I call it spot checking. We still have to be able to go in their phones and look and see what they're doing. Pop up at the school, at the supervision, um, taking everything away when they're not doing what they're supposed to do. 
Um, see, you said a lot. You, you got to stop saying so many good points in a short I'm amount sorry, of time. Bro, I'm I, sorry. I ain't trying to cut you off because people be saying I cut people off. I'm trying not to do it. No, you good, right? man. You but, good. Damn, see, that's two things I want to touch on. But cut one thing off. I want to touch on you just mentioned because, like I said, a lot of the podcasts I've been doing, it's kind of like it's, everything happens for a reason. I'm going to like it all led up to this podcast I'm doing right now with you, right? Yeah. Because I had a lot of, whether it's gang members or, or um, people that was in jail, I had one guy who just did 10 years, right? He came oh, home wow. a little while ago. But he's, he spoke about something. I went to school him. He spoke about something. Bless and you just today. said something. Cause he grew, he got like amazing growth. Oh, uh, bless to him. Um, but he spoke about something that made so much sense. Like he he grew up in church, right? Yeah. Not grew up, but he was in church. He's he's he saying. Yeah. But in the area that we we were brought up in, singing wasn't what was gonna make you look cool. I don't yeah. have to, it, it just wasn't. Because you look soft. He from, he from, he's a, jo- he's a Josie it, student. I guess I'll see it from a boy's perspective. Because that's all. It definitely, that's all. Yeah. But he's, the, people, the kids you talk to, he was them kids. He went to Murphy, Josie. He's in, he's in that area. So yeah. just, I mean, church singing is not when you look cool. I'm not saying singing. You could be singing to the girls. I mean, Chris Brown is cool, I guess, all that stuff. But even him took years for him to start doing that, all that other stuff he's doing. So I'm just saying, like, when you you get in your own mind because you yeah. think it's all. So if anybody told him it was all, he just thought. So he never sung. He didn't sing. Man, missed a lot of opportunities by not doing yeah. that. My son Jameer, my oldest son, man, I I love all my kids. I love I love Jameer's confidence. My my son Kason, um, they night and day. My daughter, I, I'm I'm not going to even talk to her about her in, in this aspect, but I'm talking about these two because Kason, he got he in the mirror, he checking out his drip, he got a little <laughs> flag, you know what I'm saying? He got a little best for the girls, and I get it. But even Jameer, Jameer's like, uh, I don't care. He's, he has an attitude of he don't care what the next person is doing. Mm. They don't shape my uh, way of thinking. And I love that about him. He uh, don't care if that, about Jordans. He don't care about... Uh, my son like to talk about politics. My son like to talk about um, things that enrich the mind. You know what I'm saying? And not all the time because he's a kid. But the fact that he could talk about those things, and when he used to talk about it, remember I told you those were the same things he used to get bullied for. Right. And that's why older people uh, connect to him. Yeah. yeah, they rock with him because at the end of the day, he, he has so much head knowledge and um, that he built himself. He taught himself how to speak Japanese. That's and, dope. <laughs> yeah, man. And so what I'm saying is that he don't. He's not influenced by outsiders, but but so many children are are influenced by outsiders, and it's easy to go to the left. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So, straight away. Yeah, it's easy straight away. And you know, like, and I I, I bring that point up because towards the end of the episode, we talked about all the things he could have did that he's doing now. Now as a grown man, he's singing, mm-hmm. he's doing music. I'm like, well, he, he actually started in jail. So I'm like, you like you was doing something. You you wasn't doing something on the outside, yeah. Because of what, how you may be perceived as weak, but then you went somewhere you had to be as strongest as you ever had yeah. to be, and you. Heard, I said that's just. But you talking about twelve versus twenty one? He was I think he was twenty when he went there. He I think he was seventeen, eighteen when he went to jail. So it's so know. many people who miss their purpose because they worry about what other people right. think. I I told myself uh, I'm no I'm no longer worrying about what people think, and I mean that in. Because I'm a minister as well. So I mean that in my ministerial life as well. Uh, church people can be some of the meanest uh, people it is. And outside people can be some of the meanest people it is. And if we always worrying about other people's opinion, 
instead of what God told you out. to do. Yeah, you'll be stressed out. So um, that's one of the things that I, me is still in confidence in my kids, still in confidence in the kids, any kid that come towards me, any kids that come apart my organization, and still in confidence in parents. It's so many parents who don't know that know the know the power they put, that they possess. They don't even have confidence in themselves, and that's why you see a lot of times their kid being that way. So, what a, I'm gonna ask you this, I guess, before we get into what we're gonna get into. What advice would you give parents that uh, do? I'm not saying lack confidence, so to speak, but are at a at a standstill what they do with their kids, but maybe their behavior, like, and it could be young kids, whatever. But yeah. it, their behavior, just like to them, it's like. They feel like they might, it's a possibility they'll go down a path that they want them to go down. How do you kind of nip it early on? I was just about to say, prevention is the biggest thing. Uh, Parents that normally come to me, they all, they wait until it gets in the crisis situation Mm -hmm. where they're doing things like running away, suicide, joining gangs and all that stuff. But in the beginning, we have to stop those uh, laughing when they're cussing or laughing when they're hitting us um, Mm. and type things. Um, or doing anything inappropriate. But see, we come, our culture tells us that that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Our culture, um, I remember, um, like, certain things I don't let my kids do that uh, their little cousins them do, especially when it comes to saying, using the N-word, throwing yeah, up game. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Like, my little cousins, because we from 421, they threw up 421 game. Nah, we not throwing up no 421. Y'all ain't even from 421. I'm from Gloverville. Y'all ain't even from there. <laughs> Y'all ain't throwing up nothing. Because at the end of the day, ain't, oh, ain't the new 421 gang, that's what they call themselves, they ain't doing nothing but destroying our neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? And when I push this issue, they don't like it. Not just, they love me. A lot of them call me auntie and they respect me, but they don't like the fact that I'm going against what they um got going on. But parents get it in the preventative stages when they're young but even if you're waiting to the crisis until it's in the crisis stage you have more power than the school more power than the law enforcement more power than any anybody because you have the ability to take everything away everything away i'm talking about uh i go all the way down to snacks you don't get no snacks all they got they are you are required by law to give them uh food and water a roof over their head, and clothes on their back. I go down to one outfit a, a week. Who you playing with? You don't get. <laughs> you don't get a room. You don't get a room with a door. You sleep in the front room. You. We have to understand the power. I like that, that though. I, yeah. like that. I like that. You take everything it's, it's, away. It's not about necessarily being mean. It's about what the message it sends, so that it's preventative right. for them continue that behavior. And when they're doing what they're supposed to do, I hate using that word. When they're doing the right things, you reward them. Mm. Just as much as you are uh, taking things away, you reward them as well. But parents mostly don't do that. Before you um, say something real quick, I want to say this, because I remember when I was working at Pinecrest, one of the things kids always said to me, they was like, when I'm doing wrong, my mama call everybody and tell everybody what I'm doing wrong. And then I get <laughs> I get whooped. I get the worst, but when I do when I do something right, she don't tell nobody. Solid. I don't get no kind of I don't get no yeah good job no none of that stuff. So your your rewards got to be as big as your punishment. It's funny because you just said it last time. I remember yeah. I remember that saying now. I remember that saying. Um, but I was just like I was just going to ask um, in, in regards to what you were saying. You mentioned the four twenty one. So I'm not necessarily from Cleveland or South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about that area, but. 
I mean, I, I would assume areas are, those kind of areas are, are, are everywhere, pretty much, yeah. you know. Um, so I want to ask, I guess the first question, like, um, and you can tell me how you want to answer it, but the main issue, like, not the main, but the issues or issue you have with gangs, like, go ahead and tell me that. What's the issue? My brother got killed because of the gang. That's my biggest issue. These kids around here are dying because of gangs. Gangs are destroying and bullying our communities. Gangs are, are causing way more harm in our communities. Um, kids are losing, at 13, 14 years old, kids are losing their lives to gangs. And they're heavily inside the school, um, forcing others to be in gangs. Or they a kid see their friend inside of a gang, so they want to be a part of the gang. So that's that's my issue with gangs, because they're destroying our neighborhood. You are, and I ain't trying to, if you want to speak on that, it's fine. But you mentioned your brother. Um, what 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 specifically like did you think? Are you saying the gang had involvement with his his death? Like you said, uh, I'm gonna speak on it on details that I know. Um, so, New Four Twenty One and Spider uh, Spider Gang, which is in New Ellison, they were beefing, and my brother ended up being at home in his bed. I, something had transpired before that. I don't want to go into all those, uh, um, all the details behind that, but something transpired, and my brother was home in the bed and ended up getting killed. They they shot up my sister's household um, because of them two gangs were being rivals. My brother had got out of prison. I think he was in there five years, it may have been, but before then he was in there for time too. So my... um. My nephew, my my youngest nephew, he was one, I believe, when he went in. Um, and when he got out, man, he just he was just getting a chance to get to know his father. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Outside of the prison walls. My brother started changing his life around. He was working. He was he was ready to go to barbering school, you know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to do what's best for his family. He stopped selling drugs, he stopped smoking, he stopped drinking. And the fact that because they're beefing, um, <sighs> It, it caused him to lose his life, you know? And I remember watching so many people at the hospital uh, gathered around, everybody. And when he died, everybody wearing their um, their T-shirts, rest in peace, trap, all this type of stuff. But we don't have the same outcry. <laughs> we don't say that. We don't have this. Everybody want to buck back. So it's kill. You kill the side, I kill the side. And I said this on a... Um, on my live one day, and they all got mad at me. I don't care. Gloverville was losing. New Ellington was racking up bodies on Gloverville. Do you hear me? And so I, I hate to be that person. I'm just gonna give you terms because no, you, you do this stuff. But and 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 these new uh, age, they call that up the school, up in the school. Yeah. So and so they up in the score or whatever. Now I, I said somebody need to throw in a towel. Somebody need to do something. But I guess I guess it's too late. Because um, once you kill somebody they love, they're going to continue to come. They're going to continue to go. You know what I'm saying? So for the ones who don't want to quit, we have a place for them. <laughs> and that's called jail. And so that's that's why I told you one of the biggest things that I'm trying to push for is that legislation, man, for, them, for gangs to get harder sentencing. They already have it in Georgia. We need that in South Carolina. Uh, was, was, that, was that of any... The, the monster you got with the sentencing, is it just because of what you do in your mission or is it just with your brother, the person sentencing there just wasn't adequate oh, enough for you? Oh, no, man. I have no hate towards either side. 
uh, because I love people from both sides. You get what I'm saying? I hate the mentality of the gang thing. Hmm. So gangs, period, um, pushing for harder legislation. I don't wish no ill will for anybody in New Ellison because at the end of the day, they were protecting themselves. Just like um, when it comes back to Gloverville side, they was protecting themselves. But at the end of the day, they're destroying our neighborhoods. They're killing killing innocent people. Um, they had a gang. I mean, they had a, a game at Millen Valley against Silver Bluff. So that's Gloverville against New Ellington. And that's why I push for awareness um, for schools and for organizations. To know these because, type of things. Yeah, you need to know these types of things. And at the end of the game, at the end of the game, after it was over, somebody from Gloverville lost their life. I did hear that. Yeah, y'all work at Aiken now, so I be hearing this stuff. But I don't. Yeah. I really don't know what be going on. So when they talk about certain things, I don't know. But that's the thing. That's why I push for awareness. It's so many parents who don't understand how many gangs there are out there, and they don't normally they don't go by Bloods and Crips anymore is more so their own formed gangs. Yeah. They may be uh extensions of bloods and crips and stuff like that, but they have their own names. So and, and like even with G D now, they don't call themselves gangsters gangster disciples. It's growth and development. You know what I'm saying? So parents need to know what that is because they might be see growth and development on their child's clothing or any of that. They yeah. might think it's something Positive, positive, you yeah. get what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's that's gang mentality. Yeah. So that's why I'm doing a gang workshop to uh, bring awareness to parents about these things and how we can prevent it. And when if it's gone past prevention, they already in it. What we do when they're at the crisis level? What um, so at this gang workshop, like what's some things that you want that you that you plan on discussing or that you think um should be known or yeah. bring awareness to. So first I want to I want to um give a shout out to Aiken Parks and Rec, um the Ministry of Hope and Star Community for um helping me um with this uh event and um law enforcement, man. They, this is um, next week. Yep, November 5th okay. from 1 until 3. Um law enforcement been having my back and I appreciate them. I've been having a call to police on uh people kids. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all laugh, but people don't, grown-ups, I mean, parents don't like to call the police on their kids because those are their babies. But if your kid is beating you up, if your kid is uh, destroying your house and all those things, yeah, they got they got to go. But, how, I mean, I guess my question would be, like, how do you know these things? Like, how are you finding out that this is happening? They come to my organization. Yeah, so. Their parents. Yeah, their parents will come to me. And like I told you, mostly it's not at the uh Intervention level mm-hmm. or prevention level, they're at the crisis. crisis. Yes, and I beg parents, don't wait until it's too late because it's harder. It's harder when they get 17, 18, and that's the thing. They'll wait until they get that age and try to change their mindset because now it's too bad when we had opportunity to be able to stop it before then. And and then they expect change in a day. It doesn't work that way. This is a process. This person been like this for 15, 16, 17 years, and you think it's going to be uh, over in a day. And not only that, parents always want to point their finger at the child when you know who would be, uh, who the problem is 95% of the time? The parents. True. The parents. So, yeah, man, parents don't pay attention. Their kids be... That kids literally be walking around with gang stuff and, and those vapes and all that stuff, but they never, they never um pay attention to their kids. Not all parents, but a lot of them. Well, you mentioned uh, just a second ago uh, that you know you calling the cops on kids, right? Yeah. Um, I was in the community that we from. That's like look frowned upon when you call the police. I don't on, care. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to uh, get into something like, so I know in the past, so when there was, when, when, the, and I'm not, I'm not trying to go on a history lesson, but when gangs were, um, weren't, they, they never, I mean, they, always, they haven't always been positive all the time, but they used to protect yeah. the, the, the neighborhood rather, instead of being uh, a, a nuisance in the neighborhood at this yeah. point, that's what I'm saying. So obviously back then, it, I could see it being looked front upon on calling the cops because you have this uh, a group of guys outside that's gonna make sure this don't happen or that don't happen in the neighborhood. You don't have that no more now. Yeah. So now it's like it's just all dangerous. Yeah. Um, have you lost support because you are now more open or not more open that you call the police now? I don't care if I lose support. Uh, I'm gonna just do what God told me to do regardless. I work with a lot of people in the community, like I told you, protect the block. Um, I've even seen decreased uh, gang members in the area that I reside in because of what I do, um, watching out, see something, say something. So I'll be talking to city council, NAACP, county council, all those things, trying to um, make sure that um, things are that things are going the way that they should. Um, a lot of people don't like it, but if I always worried about that goes back to caring about what people think, and always people be like, you shouldn't do it this way. How are you telling me how to do it? Well, that means you need to go do it. <laughs> if, if you if you think how you saying is going to work, then you go do it your way. But what I've always, what I've noticed, that we, like I told you, my mission, my mission ain't to lock nobody up. My mission is to continue to retrain the mindset of the youth from street life to heat life. And that's honest, educated, assured, and triumphant. That is my mission. But I told you I'm twofold as well. For the ones who are out there and they refuse to um, stop killing, stop uh, selling drugs on our in our neighborhoods and do all those things, that's where law enforcement comes in. And as you know, I used to work with juvenile arbitration, so right. my I, I've 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 always aimed for trying to keep uh, kids out of jail. But truth be told, some of them need to go. If people don't like to hear that, I can't make people like that. How, how important? You, how important though is, is the message? Because like when you say this, when you, when you talk right now, I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know if you know who this is or if you're familiar with this guy. But it's a Dr. Umar clip. Oh, I love Dr. And Umar. He's on stage. He's younger at the time. He's on stage. He like everybody can't go with us. Everybody ain't gonna Facts. make it. He go like some of them are gonna go to jail or they're gonna die. Like and that's that's that was his, his message. Obviously, it was a point in time when he was saying some wild stuff. Like they were just joking. But the message you're saying is kind of kind of on the same level like I don't want some people to jail but some people are gonna have to go like that's yeah. it's in there that is they're destined to go to jail because of they're not gonna listen they're not gonna take this message my mission is to help with black families um of course other races as well but I'm black so home is first. Home is <laughs> right, first, right. man. The home team is first. We are dying. Uh, one in three males go to jail in their life, go to prison in their life. And over 4.25 million families in this is are single mother households. Why? And and I, and I got so much uh, so much flack for that because of how our mothers are raising our children. There are no fathers in the home. And I'm not saying there are no strong mothers. Please don't uh, disagree with that. D um, I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is most of these males are emotional, just like their mothers. Mm -hmm. they're, uh, they're impulsive, just like their mothers, and angry, just like their mothers. That's why they have 
they need guidance. And so Dr. Umar is one of my favorite. I don't know if you ever follow me, but that's one of my favorite people. I don't post his stuff no more as much as I used to, but I listen to Dr. Umar. I used to listen to him daily. But the five destructions of the household, I think I hit on this last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was here, people don't agree with this either, but I don't care what people think. You should know that by now. I used to care, but caring what people think never got me anywhere. The five destruction of the household of black families are homosexuality, uh, mass incarceration, black-on-black crime, interracial dating, and drugs. And I think it'd be the homosexual part people always yeah, have a problem with. And our families push, our, our culture pushes all five of them. All five of them. If you're not seeing the the thug male, which is that homicide, that black on black crime, you're seeing the homosexual male on TV prevalent these mm-hmm. days. Um, the drug addicts. I mean, the interracial dating. The the black man leaving the uh, black woman to be with another race, and it all destroys our communities. It destroys the black household. So I'm against all that, and um, I don't care how people think about it. But I mean, I mean, I can ask you a question. You got nothing doing other stuff. It's just, now I have to ask this question. Like, I don't want to say I'm against it. Yeah. I you, okay. It. When you said I was like, well, did that cloud your judgment ever? Like, what if there's, a, a, you know, you helping the kids, right? So you helping the youth. A mother comes to you. All right. Um, not even say the mother comes to you. You know, you helping the youth, but the kid has a a, a, a black dad with a white mom. You think the I'm a, you think I'm gonna stop helping people just because they uh, got a white mom and a black daddy? I hope not. I don't think I don't, uh, I don't uh, think so. But I'm just asking, like, because you say that you're against it. Like, is that something that you I like? I just want the mindset to change that we can build together. Okay. I would never, I would never, I'm pro people, period. Um, and that's why I, I retracted what I said. I don't know if you heard it. I don't want to say I'm against it. I don't hate people. It's, it's a mindset thing with me. Um, that's just like I don't hate homosexuals. <laughs> but I, I mean, uh, the well, stuff you're saying, I don't think that's wrong. But yeah. just well, what facts. I'm saying is, I don't hate homosexuals. I hate the lifestyle because the lifestyle helped uh, the building of black families. Do you understand? Not right, just right, black right, families, right, right. a white family, because homosexuals can't have kids. And I, don't, I ain't trying to go too deep in that because I know you got a podcast to have. No, that makes sense, though. But yeah, even 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 with black on black crime, I don't hate I don't hate the young black boys and the young black girls who are out here doing it. I hate the mindset of it because it's calling destruction of the black family. Um, any one of those old names, I don't hate crackheads, but they're destroying the uh, probabilities of having a strong black family. Do you understand gotcha. what I'm saying? Makes so sense. any of those things that I just named are. It, it makes the black family not be able to grow and prosper. So I'm against it in the sense of, of, of that. For those reasons. I don't hate people. I love people regardless of color. Where, and I think that's why what draws people to me. I, My nephew, I have a nephew on, um, I ain't going to say which side, but they know what side. I have a nephew who's gay. And he's told me several times that uh, I accept him more than any other Christian that he's ever met. You know why? Because we can be some of the most hateful people. I don't hate people. I, like God doesn't hate people. God hates the sin. I hate the I hate I hate the mentality, and that's why I help to retrain the mindset. No, I, I definitely understand. I, and I say I, I think that um, when you say the um, the what you said the five weapons of mass destruction. What you said? How you, how you said it? <laughs> five weapons of mass destruction. I don't know. Is <laughs> that what you said? <laughs> We can call it that. We can call it that. Hey, we got another. Don't put that on me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put that on me. I I I ain't getting into that. Five destructions of the black families. People hear it, and without without the explanation, at first, of course, they're like, "Whoa, why why this?" And then when you tell them, 
even the first time you tell them, it's like, whoa. But then when you explain it deeper, oh, you know, you got to do that. So now I, I think I'm, I put that clip out. And people like the clip when I put that clip out. So like, it wasn't, I thought it would get some backlash. I didn't mean, I didn't yeah. get none from it. I didn't, yeah. like, so I should say that. It was just like, you know, okay, I understand what you mean when you say that um, based on, you know, your thought process behind everything. But so, I mean, do you think that there's, because we, we, we talk about a lot of things, like it started at home, okay, your parents doing this, um, which I do think sometimes, to a T, like, what do you, like, how, how do you, how do you, how do you measure when a parent has done all they can do, but it doesn't help? Oh, wow. Because I, when we say it started at home, it makes, it make, I feel like it makes parents I think they failed run, at something. I've run in, listen, there's no such thing as a perfect parent. Shout out to all the parents who are doing their, uh, their hardest, their, their best to, um, make sure their kids are, uh, getting the things that they need, the resources, the tools, all those things that they need to be successful. I've ran into parents who have tried literally everything, and depending on their age, they don't qualify for things. So a lot of kids, first of all, you got to be 16 to go to Youth Challenge. Um, And the thing is, Youth Challenge, you have to volunteer to go. So a parent can't force you to go. You have to volunteer. So even with DJJ, there's so many things that go with that in order for them to go to DJJ. So some parents just be literally at wit's end on what to do. And that's when that you reach that crisis uh, mm-hmm. mode, and um, that's where I step in. I'm in the. I have parents. I have like four or five parents that's with me right now. That's in crisis mode, and so we went from seeing uh, kids not going to school to starting to go to school, uh, kids hitting their parents to now not hitting their parents. It's just all about. <laughs> all I can tell you is. If you need help with behavior modification strategies, is to come hit me up, regardless um, what side of the border you are on. Mm-hmm. Because I hear parents say, I haven't tried everything. But sometimes it's the factor of it is, it's consistency. Because one time, sometimes parents may try things two, three times and they see it's not working. They give right, up. Right, right, right. Nah, we don't compromise with kids. And and so many parents are being told that by mental health professionals to compromise. Nah, we don't compromise. We don't compromise standard. If I say be in this house at 10, I mean be in the house at 10. Um, so one of the things that I tell parents with that, even with uh, even with that, they're not in the house at 10. A lot of people ain't, might not like this. And I'm talking about those unruly teenagers. I'm not talking about the ones who... Just this happened Another one time. Year old yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about something that. So for this example, for this example, I'm talking about unruly children. So the ones who are constantly missing curfew, when it gets ten o'clock and you close that door, you call the police and um, count them as a runaway. Um, it was up to police to do their job to find your child, and if they're banging on that door, you call the police. Hey, I have a child at um I mean, not I have a child, but somebody's banging at my door. Can you guys come see who it is? The police will show up. <laughs> <laughs> so you just keep... <laughs> yeah. The police will show up on your child. And that's documentation. I I, I um I wanted to, to get into something, because you mentioned DJJ. And so the, other, the same guy I talked to that did it 10 years, one of the things he did bring up was that a lot of times kids... They the ones that go in the juvenile system. Mm-hmm. They they think they still think it's a game, because they end out of the juvenile system. So I I know I know it's going to go into your point of like judicially and, and getting the laws and stuff changed. Mm-hmm. But 
Think about that kid that went to juvenile at 13, then went again at 14, then went again at 15. The system failed him. You see what you see what I'm saying? But uh, what, you, what you mean by that system failed him? When I always say that uh, together we are powerful. It doesn't take just the juvenile system to be able to correct behaviors. It takes the parent. It takes the community. It takes uh, law enforcement. It takes uh, organizations. It takes the school. That big circle of people and the support from outside loved ones to help their child succeed. Uh, most kids, it's called recidivism, in and out of jail. Grown-ups do the same thing mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they don't have the support and the tools that they need to get where they need to go. Um, and it takes a village. That village mindset is long gone. And so when you see kids keep going in and out like that, it's because they the system has failed. When I say system, I don't just mean juvenile justice, even though... I'm, I'm, That's the system. Yeah. But you're talking about I'm talking about the their village. whole their whole village has failed them, definitely. And we always like to blame the kid. Well, that kid, he's a kid. Do you understand what I'm saying? The people, the adults around him, can affect the ways that that can potentially change or save his life. Granted, Give me some examples. I, I guess I'm curious. Like I don't. I never. I never been in jail. I've been locked up. Mm-hmm. You know none of that stuff. So. But I've seen people go to juvenile, and I've seen them go multiple times, and, and most of them are, are, are dead now. But the ones that went a lot, um, they also went to real jail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was, my 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 thought process on it, I could be wrong, you let me know. Like, say you do, I'm going to say, see, everybody, everybody I know when did three or six months. You do yeah. normally do it three or six months. But then I think they get in that mindset, like, I'm taking the village out of it because I don't know what happened with their mom. I don't know what happened, right? But they get in that mindset, they come home, or they come back to society or whatever, and now they're, they're the teenager that went to jail. I, I know it sounds crazy, but that's cool to some of them. Yeah, of course. So when they go back again, they come back home, they're even more cooler now. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, so it becomes a, a thing. Like It becomes a thing of like, yes, it's, it's a behavioral issue. Yes, it's, it's, it's wrong. Yes, you, you you polluting the community. You're probably doing things you shouldn't be doing. But to them, it's just cool. And I asked the dude, like I said, he did this little time here and there, but then he did 10 years. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, that's a that's a different that's different than what you were used to. It's not the same thing. I don't want to ever develop a a savior complex. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to develop a savior complex, thinking that I can save everybody. I can't save nobody. I ain't save myself. You hear me? Um, some some people you're not gonna be able to reach. And I'm. But the thing about working together, if I can't reach that person, you know who might can you mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. next person or the next person. That's why I support. Is 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 it's prevalent in the life of a child, and a lot of times that support is dropped because that child is so hard to deal with. You know, that's you see that in the school for the ones who are real difficult to deal with. The teacher barely pays attention to or give those those children still need love and attention. We can't um, disown them and, and degrade them because of something that may have happened or in their um, you know in their life or anything, but. As I mentioned before, some kids just don't make it. Some kids, um, and it takes going to prison to help change their life. And they're in that prison that 10, 15 years. And that's why I said I'm not against sending people to jail. No, I don't think everybody should go to jail. That's why I always talk to talk to them first. I think holding somebody accountable, accountable, especially when they respect you, can speak volumes in their life. But you also have those people who have to go to jail. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Those those Harsh truth, yeah Harsh truth. those ten fifteen years and they come back out and then they are upstanding citizens in the community they they 
get their business because they had time to sit down and think. They they started their business. Can I ask your question? Mm-hmm. If you had to guess, I don't know if you know, I don't know what your background like. I don't know if you had to do time and all like that, but what do you think, if you had to guess, or based on people you know, based on the recidivism you know about, mm-hmm. how how many years do you think it takes somebody to really get uh, re- rehabilitated? Seven to ten. Seven to you, ten. You know, you, did you look that up? Like, no. So how do how you get that answer? How do how you get that number? Because I've had to answer this question before. Oh. Seven to ten. And the reason why okay. and okay. the reason why I say that is because even with my brother being in jail that long, uh, he came out and he wanted to do us right. I got another cousin in jail. Um and the reason why I say it was seven to ten for him because he got he did three, got out, and within a year he was back in mm-hmm. and that and it was so hard on him. the last time he was like, Man, I ain't doing this no more. I'm talking about he came back home and switched. He he in school. He got his own house. I mean, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes it's that seven to ten year period. And see, we think um, that's why a lot of times when you put them in the DJJ for one or two years, they come back out like, oh, I'm the man around here. That wasn't nothing. I done heard kids say that. Yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> they, they haven't been in there for that time to sit on them. Not enough time to reflect. Not enough time to yeah. change your life. You're so busy thinking about getting home. I talked to the guy. I keep going back to him just because everything makes... Yeah, go ahead. And not only that, in those one to three years, they're on the phone playing. You see <laughs> you see kids. Man, I'm serious. I, you know, <laughs> you see people on social media in those one to three years on the phone, talking about call them and, and, and hitting them up. No, they're not taking it serious. It's not a serious thing to them. So that when you get them with that, that long stretch... They got time to sit back and they're thinking. They want to come home and they want to be a whole different person then. But, you know, and, and, and also within that time, not only are they thinking, they get moved around. You're not yeah. staying in the same prison. Now you're further from family, so you're getting less visits. A lot of times, mm-hmm. one in three, you're not, you're not really dealing with that yeah. because people come visit you every other month. You might, you might be in a county jail. Like, you Hendrix. might never be, you know what I'm saying? So you're not getting it. But when you're doing that long time, that long stretch, and you five Ooh. hours away, so not nobody visiting you no more, you start about, to. You're talking about dropping the gym. You just dropped the gym. Family can be the biggest hindrance mm. to your development. Um, family can make or break you, and I and I, man, I real life, I real life mean that. Talk about even it. Um, Ab- when God was telling Abraham, "Get out of your country, get away from your family." That mindset of your family wanting you to be one way when you're supposed to be a whole different way. When God has purposed you for something else, or 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 even they're enabling you. And I think we do that too much mm-hmm. as a family. We enable because, and, and that's why our communities are the way they are, because we don't hold our people accountable. Because they're our cousins, we don't want to call the police on them. Because we love them, we don't want to um, tell them they can't hang out in front of our house and all that stuff. Nah, we enable mm-hmm. um, their destruction to our communities. And so, I... What what, what 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 I wonder what that falls under because you mentioned a bunch of things of, that hurts the black community. I wonder where does enabling fall under that. I feel like that would be a, a very high ranking thing. Definitely, and if in not all, number one. But in all those areas, you can be enabled. You're, true, true, yeah, in true. All true those enough. areas okay. that I name, and all that could have to be areas. all things under enabling. Yeah. It could be those. It could be those things. Yeah, okay. Man. Um, you can enable. Like I see so many kids, uh, especially now. And the crazy thing is, <laughs> not necessarily, but kind of sort of, our kids are even, especially our boys, have to choose from either being gay 
or being a thug in this area, in this area that we live in. I'm telling you, because both are so pushed. And um, so we enable by letting that, when I, I'm going to go to the thug first, letting him do what he wants to do, stay out as long as he want to stay out, throw up those gang signs. I tell parents all the time about letting the kids throw up gang signs and it. pictures and they'll post them. Like, so they'll be back to school. They'll do back to school Very photos disgusting. and they throwing up gang signs. Ma, you don't want your child to be known for yeah, that. five years from now, like, what's going into him? Yeah. <laughs> well, I could show them pictures five years ago when you was doing it. That, right. That's, I always think that's, that, that starts it to me. But when parents see that, they should correct correct that behavior. Most parents don't because they are the ones who push that, that lifestyle and that behavior. So, and even on the homosexual side, I, I called my sister um, um, one time on my nephew because he was propped up on the... Uh, um, <laughs> on the toilet, you know how the little uh, girls do. This ain't no disrespect. I hope she she know I love her. She know I ain't saying this out of no ill will. But I see him making like a little girly pose, and he is a homosexual. I don't care if you gay or not. You ain't finna be doing all that. Bent all over <laughs> on Facebook? Come on, man. So a lot of people think because he's gay, we're gonna, you know, he has individual rights. He's gonna, we yeah. need to promote. Nah. And my sister, she's like, no, nah, you're not doing that. So I, and that's what I love about her because she embraced him being homosexual, but she ain't going to let him do whatever he want to do. But um, within, within like, in all your, all your uh, ministries and, and the things you talk about, right, have you, ever, have you ever, like, came across any kids that you feel as though you, 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 can, you can not necessarily save them, but you can change them, but they are being enabled at home. Or they are being forced to be something they want to be. Like maybe they're being forced to be this tough guy, but they don't want to be tough. They want to be regular. They ain't trying to be soft, but they just want to be themselves. Yeah. They got potential to be something different, but because of family ties, because of whatever's going on at home, they they are being pushed to be something they don't want to be. I remember I had a class, uh, I mean, um, a student, and I was talking to him about character. And he told me, he said, Ms. Dominique, you saying that like we don't want to change. We got to go outside, and if we act like that, we're going to get beat up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what that dawned on me. You know what I'm saying? That's why I still talk about uh, about mentoring now. It's, I was like, that dawned on me. There are going to be kids, and I I approach all kids the same, and I think that's why they end up respecting me. Um, I love them. I love the heck out of them, but I'm going to be strict and firm with them, too. I'm very direct. Um, I don't play no games, but at the same time, I'm loving. I'm kind. I want to be that one. You want to go play basketball? Let's go shoot. Bas go shoot. Let's go shoot basketball. You want to go do this? Let's go do this. Um, it has to be a combination of the two of love and discipline, in order to reach anybody. But as we mentioned before, some of them just ain't gonna um, gravitate towards it. And I'm hoping that uh, the ones that I can't reach, somebody else can reach. I don't. I try not to have that savior complex at all. Mm -hmm. I ain't trying to save nobody. I'm just trying to help. When you um, kind of we, we we talk about a lot of things, but when you do think about the gang culture, um, what is a reason you think is it's been unsuccessful as far as like in our community, but it's been successful as far as like what they what they're doing as far as turning down community. Why do you think the gang culture is so successful in, in that right now? Like as far as being able to have these killings, have these have these murders because break down we community. don't talk. Because we don't talk. That's why. I, I 
as much as I stay on law enforcement about doing their job, because I stay on them too, but people don't see that. All they see is the other side, and so they have something negative to say. But I stay on law enforcement as well about doing their job as police in our communities. Um, but uh, the one of the biggest hindrances between law enforcement and black communities is we won't murder solve but we don't want to say nothing. Mm. And the nine times out of ten is because we know that person. So how can law enforcement do their job if we don't want to say nothing? And then the other opposite, the opposite end is uh, why you, you want me to tell on somebody, but those people could come kill me. You ain't going to have my back, law enforcement, because you don't even come in our communities unless you're locking us up. Right. So it's, man, I'm telling you, it's like pulling an elephant up a hill. I've been going back. See something, say something. That's the biggest thing that it I say. It like it's, Two people got the answers, but neither one of them are. Neither one of them want to step in and work together. See something. So they might something. work against each other then. So yeah. is it? I mean, I don't, have you seen that where like <clears throat> police maybe not doing the best community policing they can be doing, Big time. and then the community not doing the best community policing they could be doing. Police, not all of them, might come to a situation where they ain't gonna talk anyway. They ain't gonna say nothing anyway. That mindset. We, what we doing? Yeah. I have ran, especially when I've been getting it. To talk about because it's our culture, man. Our culture is 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 so against us, and we don't understand that. Um, but I hear when I when I push for police officers to do more community um, policing in um, South Carolina, um, I always hear that. Well, we've tried everything. We've tried. I hear parents say the same thing. We've tried. We've tried. That's the negative mentality to me, because there's always more than one way to skin a cat. And I told you, consistency breeds change. Right. So. Uh, if we work together, I, I, there is no I and team to me. I, I, I told this earlier today, and I said it's something on the tangent I was talking about. But I, I think this applies to a lot of things. A lot of times, people say um, they tried everything, like you said, right? But very seldom do people use all their resources. Oh, of course. So there's no way you could tell me you tried everything. Let's say the inner, let's say the inner global area. Mm-hmm. You tried everything. Right, what did you? What did you call? Did they call you? No. Well, you ain't tried everything then. Not saying you're gonna be the thing to save them, but like, did you try all the mental? Did you Let try all that? So you ain't trying all resources, but here you are quitting, giving up, saying, I've tried everything, but you really haven't. I'm gonna be careful how I say this because I know it's with excluding people, some people. So shout out to the people who do rock with me. My own hood don't rock with me. Because you call the cops? Not because of that, because no. they still love and respect me regardless of that. But that might be one of the issues. But before then, when I tell them that I have behavior modification strategies and I see them struggling with their children and they still don't even want my assistance, but those are the same people when I get around, they be like, Dominique, I need you to talk to such and such, but they don't want my services as far as they don't want to pay for my services. Ah, uh, got you. Okay. There we go. <laughs> they, I'm like, they we want, okay. They, there we go. That's there what we I go. mean. They there want we to, go. They want me to uh, <laughs> just come do a pep talk real yeah, quick. Yeah, <laughs> come do it. It ain't no pep talk. This is. But they want to pay for it, so yeah. they can't get too too much. Even if they don't pay for it, because I've done a lot of free work, man. I think free work is what helped me to build my brand. True. But, um, True enough. But the fact is, I have free conferences. I have free um, a lot of free things, and a lot of people from my hood, family included, don't even come. You know what I'm saying? But these are the same ones who want me to uh, help discipline their child. Uh, I got to call Dom. Dom got to do this. Dom got to do that. But you don't rock with me any other day. I'm telling you, man, I get so much support from Augusta and Columbia. What? I know their cities, so 
I like I told you, I even got some clients in Atlanta who want behavior modification. They they need it. I, I'm a parent. I need it. I need it. But in my area, I don't really get no love like that. Well, I always um I always say you know a lot of times you get a lot of support from uh, things furthest around you than the closest around you. Just mm-hmm. just how it goes. But I, if you focus on like those two, like they'll come anyway. Yeah. They'll see what you do in Augusta. They'll see what you do in Columbia. And that's when you get them calls and they're going, hey, can you come back and do this? That's usually how it go. It's yeah. very rare that your the, your home, what you call home, Except is going to jump on you first. They did. They did Jesus like that, you know. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't get mad. I don't get mad if they still need me. Guess what? I still show up. I still, I still consider myself present. Um, but I'm just telling you the the, ju- the gist of it. When it comes to getting my clients, man, Augusta rock with me. Uh, shout out to Augusta Partnership. Shout out to Augusta. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Richmond County, DJ J. Shout out to, I know I shouldn't probably be doing this, but I'm so serious because they rock me. Um, shout out to um, Richmond County Police Department, period. Um, getting those parents to call me for the officers that I do know, for All the right. people that I do know in those departments. Youth Challenge. I know it's closed down over here, but uh, trying to stay connected with me and doing things. But Columbia is another thing. Columbia Youth Challenge, Columbia Resources, um, uh, Deputy Monica Parker, all them. Man, when I tell you, Dominique, 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 Dominique. So I don't, I feel no ways about the ones that's close to me not doing it because I have, I still have clients. But obviously, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, you want to help everybody, but it would be love, you, it would probably be a, somewhat, somewhat a different field to help your community. It's just probably something you just want to do. Like, I, I hate to compare it, but like, I know people always talk about like championships or these sports, right? So like LeBron, he went to like Miami, won two championships, right? But I guarantee you, when Cleveland mean more to him. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? It means more to you. My nephew, the one who I was talking about, he's not really my nephew, but he told me he said, "Auntie, when I was getting on him and I was letting him know that I'm gonna call the police if they doing illegal activities," he said, "Listen, Auntie, I don't understand what you're doing, but I respect what you're doing." He said, "I know you love me." Um, and you're the only one out here doing this. And I'm going to keep being the one. I don't want to be the only one. I'm going to keep calling the police. I'm going to keep working with law enforcement. I'm going to keep getting as many kids off the streets positively. I don't want them to all to go to jail. So I'm going to keep with the character development and the trade skills. Because if you got good character development, that's, that's your customer service. Mm-hmm. If you learn a trade, you put those two together, you learn your own trade. You can work for yourself. You ain't got to work for nobody. That's that's what I want to build. I want to build young business-minded uh, people. And the thing about it is if they could sell a drug, if they could sell drugs, they could have their own business. They just need guidance. Uh, in, in, in the financial aspects of it. Um, so, man, listen. I, like I said, I don't, cl- I don't claim to be able to save anybody, but my goal is to retrain the mindset of the youth from street life to heat life. How do you plan, like, I know you mentioned um, the, the, the legal side of things. How do you, how do you wanna, want to or plan to attack them giving out, whether it be longer sentences or maybe not giving bonds out for certain crimes? Yeah. Because uh, I, I, you, you, you shouted out Augusta, but like I said, I only, I'm, I'm here, so I only know what's going on yeah. here, really, right? And I, I'm not putting anybody on the spot, so I don't want to say this out loud, but it was, so I don't, I don't remember last year, a little girl got killed. In yeah, Southside. I remember that. Okay. I used to stay in Southside. You, you told me that. One mm-hmm. of the problems with that with that particular case um, was that the people that they were saying did it 
had originally had a murder charge year before that. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about things like the legal side of things, not getting bond, not letting people out, like athlete, you think about I'm not. That's that's one of them things where you say the system failed them yeah, because yeah. had this person been behind bars because of what he did earlier, and not just free roaming, maybe. I don't speak. I don't know. No, you Maybe that'll happen. November the eighth is upon us. This is why we should vote. Vote. Everybody has a right, unless you have your reasons why you mm-hmm. don't have your right, <laughs> and we know what some of those are. To vote, everybody should be voting. This is why, because the judges and the people that we have in these systems, um, regardless if if you call the police and the co- police uh, writes a ticket or puts you in jail, the judge. We was just talking about this. They they ultimately decide what goes on in that courtroom decides your punishment. So we have people who have committed murders and then get out and then they're back out committed murders. Well, you need to hold those judges accountable. That person doesn't need to be in office uh, or whoever else, but whether it be I the solicitors like they all, they all or any of that. Though. Like like I feel like they always try to blame the DA, not the judge. Or DAs, um, uh, solicitors, um, who else? Even anybody. Even when it comes to the school district, we need to be whether it be the board. Um, See, all the, all this go back to what you're saying to me as far as like the system because yeah, man. Um, I, I'm a I'm a criminal justice major, so I do know enough to know like hi, that's my minor. Go yeah, ahead, I'm trying. I do know enough <laughs> to know like the DA, they they hands do be tied on certain things. If you don't have the evidence to really, yeah. do, you can't do nothing. You can that's why if we say the system fails, like, but like it's all twofold because you can give them. Then people get mad when you say, hey, I got him on a manslaughter charge, right? But you couldn't get him on murder. But that is why when we know something. It, it, that's my point. So like when you say the system failed, like, so something. somebody would have said something early, you know. But, like, but so like, I, and I get that. People, citizens, at least, at least my uncle, like, everybody at these rules. So like, where, how do we, how do you suggest the mindset, we got the mindset of, okay, I'm not saying nothing. Because you got people that have them, that they got that mentality. It ain't not in the game culture. It just feel like that because that's what they, that's what, because oh, that's, that's all our culture. Up. But that's our culture. You don't, you don't snitch. But, uh, well, is it snitching uh, if you, it's not snitching if you're a, if you're a civilian, yeah, a citizen. Bump that civilian or, or snitching means you telling on somebody to keep yourself out of trouble. That's what true, snitching, true. That's, but we have turned, we have coined the term for snitching is just for telling on people. Nah, if, if you know something, that especially uh, that could possibly uh, cause somebody to be convicted. Why not tell? But we have that stupid thing embedded in our culture that we shouldn't say something. Nah. So they can keep going around killing people and then you mad when it's somebody that you love. No. So I, I, I only ask this because I want to make sure I'm clear. What you mean when you say like uh, not the civilian citizen thing? So like if it's if it's somebody that's that's in that lifestyle, so say you you say you rob people. Let's say you do that. Mm-hmm. You rob people. That's what you do. So you may have to shoot somebody who knows. I don't know. You're a stick up kid. You saying like they see something, they need to say something too. They not though. Because you know, cause they, because they because the karma, they think lifestyle. that I might and, get told on as well. And because they're part of their lifestyle. I mean, that's only why I said civilian. I'm only saying civilian citizen because I'm thinking about people who won't tell. Yeah. That probably you, you you understand why they won't tell because I, they I in, just, t- in their lifestyle. I will take that back. We think people. Just because they're in a lifestyle, they don't tell. They be telling. Oh, definitely. I, no, no, yeah, don't get me started on that, please. That's a whole different thing. Man, don't I, got a, I got a please cousin. Go. I got a cousin <laughs> that just got told on by another one of my cousins. You hear me? And so, so but, and also telling yeah. ain't always just you saying it. It's just you telling the cop, hey, this is yeah. this is what happened. And now that leads them to go investigate that person a little more. Yeah. 
A lot of people don't tell without on paper. People think that because you told you gotta be on paper. No, you can tell. And then that say I tell you, say I tell you a hey, XYZ killed that person. Yeah. You go investigate XYZ. You're not saying that I said it, but because I told you that, now you know what to look for. You know yeah. who to look at. So it's like all that plays a factor. But I was just curious because like, okay, I do know that people won't tell if they in that. Can lifestyle. I go a little deeper? Definitely. They tell on themselves. <laughs> they time. tell on themselves. They be all on social media posting what they do, what they tell what they sell, and they and they rap lyrics, all that stuff, man. They tell on themselves. So so uh, that's, that's a good question. I'm glad you said that. So like if I feel like how we talk sometimes, it seems like it's easy to break this gang culture up. It's not. But because they they like they 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 tell a lot of things they do. They talk Mind, about a lot of things they but do. But mindset is powerful, man. Go ahead. They so tell do, you, do you think we just need like, deeper laws? I, I'm not saying I'm advocating for a certain thing or not, but like laws like. I remember at one point people wouldn't even wear flags because they felt like that would, that would consider you to be in gang activity, so they wouldn't wear them. Mm-hmm. So like, should, should it be where they redefine what gang activity is, and should that be a crime? Because just because a crime hasn't happened yet, if you're in gang activity and gangs are causing crimes, wouldn't that technically technically speaking be crimes? I hope I'm, I'm answering your question when I say this. They got laws saying that you're supposed to stop at a stop sign, but people still True go enough. past the stop sign. Laws only set the precedent of what you're not supposed to do. Um, that doesn't stop people from doing it. So regardless, these things are going to continue to happen. It's all about mindset. Um, that person has to be willing to change and wanting to change their mindset, period. That's just like that's like me and you in this room. You went from, um, you had to develop your uh, podcast. Yeah, you true. may have started off with I don't know, with a computer and that's it. And but you didn't you didn't stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. Your mind kept moving to where you wanted to achieve. So if we do not as a community have a better mindset, and I mean as a community, like in your neighborhood, to wanna stop gangs. See, we only want to stop it when it's when they're killing people. So once they're back when when nothing's going on, we don't have that mindset anymore. That's so that's why you see all the uh, we need to stop killing. We need to stop the violence things on on, the, on Facebook and stuff like that when, when a death occurs. But after that, nobody talks. If we don't, in the neighborhood, hold people accountable, man, listen, the two, the most, can I tell you three instances real quick? It's the same thing. So I've been stopped by white people in white neighborhoods uh, three times. And I felt... Like, it was a prejudice thing at first. This is when I was younger. and I Well, actually, I wasn't that much younger. But I'm, I'm thinking, these people are prejudiced. But no, it was because they didn't know me, and I was in their neighborhood, sitting around in their neighborhood, and they wanted to address me. So they, who are you? What are you doing here? As they should. <laughs> we, like don't, <laughs> we, don't do, we don't do that in our neighborhoods. Why are you out here? Why are you standing on our block? What did you got going on? We don't police our own neighborhoods, and that's what that's what protect the block comes in. Um Holding people accountable. Anymore. I'll say anymore. They they used to be a thing. Yep. And and one of the things I talk about is the old lady. You remember every every neighborhood had one. The old lady who ain't let nobody come in her yard. You better not stand by her yard. And regardless of what level of thuggery you were considered, (laughs) you knew not to mess with that old lady because that old lady was going to call the police to respect her to that sense. We don't do that no more. We don't, we don't, um, 
We don't have the reverence because the reverence ain't there. The people ain't um, dropping the accountability. We mm-hmm. let people do what they want to do in our hoods, in our neighborhoods, and then we get mad and want to cry for help when they start doing it. You can't let the thug in and then get mad when the thug has thug activity. It don't work that way. Uh, you, we, It's up to us to hold our neighborhoods accountable. Protect the block, period. I definitely agree with you. Um, I agree with you. I want to, like, for people that, that actually, you know, want more uh, from you and just want to talk to you more or get more um, understanding of some of the things you might have said or you will be saying um, in, in, in events to come. Um, like, we want them to, I always say we want them to reach you out, but I feel like someone like you, I, I think that you, I can't tell you what to do, but, like, I wish that, like, maybe you was more, like, you go live more and you mm-hmm. answer questions. I like when you go live. It's like everybody watching you know why, right? It's yeah. free, of course. So you can of watch course. And you throw the questions in there, right? I, and I also have, I do my videos, though. Yeah, I yeah, I, I see them, I see them. And I, I like that. And I think that that's, because sometimes people are scared to really say, hey, yeah, I got this course. problem with my kid. Or people don't like to tell them like, they got a problem with their kid. That's, yep. not, that's not an easy conversation. Like, hey, I'm a parent, but I feel like I'm not doing right, so can you tell me? You yeah. know what I'm saying? People don't like that. But um, I feel like it's needed. You know, yeah. I feel like sometimes it's needed. Not that saying you don't know what you're doing, but just to keep you on track, because it's a check and balance. You know what I'm saying? We can get a we can get a um we can get a a mentor for money management. Mm-hmm. Well, we can get a coach for money management. We can, we can get a coach for our life. We can get a coach for our health. We can get a coach for everything, but we are afraid to get a coach for a parent. And we live in a whole different generation. Mm. We live in a, this is a whole this is a whole do ball game to some people. So True. there's nothing wrong with having a parent coach. There's nothing wrong with a, somebody coaching you. To help you with life experiences with your child in that at home in the community in that school, that's that's what I do, and um, so don't ever I don't care who it is, don't ever be hesitant to reach out to me. You can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook at CRYDC19. That's City of Refuge Youth Development Center. My website is Dominique Simpkins uh, at GlossGenius.com, um, and if you go to my page, you'll see all that. Um, yeah, man, I just. I wanted to say you come from a lot of this stuff. A lot of stuff you're talking about, yeah. you're not just talking about it. You need to wake up. My favorite thing, my favorite thing to say right now is wake up on Tuesday. I don't, 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 don't beat me up for that, right? But like, you need to wake up on Tuesday, Tuesday and be like, hey, I want to be an advocate for this now. Like, yeah. it, you went through a lot of things. Yeah. They watched the other podcasts, they'll see it. You went through a lot of things, a lot of uh, trial and error, a lot of trial and tribulation, a lot of uh, you getting in your own way for yeah. some things. So, where you at today is not like you just woke up. And this one thing happened to your brother, and you thought about no, this is just a lifetime of yeah trials and tribulations that now you like I you think, know what I think I'm that's do this. why that was that's my biggest that's my biggest uh relatability when it comes to this or my biggest reason why people have respect for me because regardless of what I say I do I'm from the hood mm-hmm. and um and they know people especially people that know me it i ain't going to say that people that don't even know me know i walk in love um but you said some things and i, I do feel like cuz i felt it sometimes like it is it's 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 very different to hear somebody from the cloth like i'm saying the hood from mm-hmm. the cloth you from really be like i'm calling the cops that's so uncommon to hear so every time you said that, i kind of look at you like oh i'm not looking I at you know. like i'm not judging you it's just like it's so hard to hear somebody say that because you where we from you do not hear that we think we can police ourselves and if we could, we wouldn't have a problem we have. 
Yeah. And if we could police ourselves, we wouldn't have to call the police every time. I don't like to call the police. That's why I always, I told you, I check them first. I, especially the ones that I have a relationship with. If not, I know somebody who do have a relationship with them. So I'm like, hey, such and such, let's get him right. Let's do what. I don't want, my last priority is to call the police. But, but I have, will. I will, gotcha. I'll call them in a minute. <laughs> That's your police voice. <laughs> hey, we got <laughs> Oh, in that's a funny. minute, in a heartbeat, and I do it in love because, and I say that because I rather see you go to jail than to see you die here, and I mean that. I rather see you go to jail and locked up in prison. You do your seven to ten than whether you die out here in these streets. You said it so regularly. You do yes. seven to ten, but you know what? In all in all seriousness, I know we're gonna end it, but in all seriousness, uh, one of my best friends, I always talk about it. I don't talk about it in too much in depth, but God bless his dad. I had that same sentiment with him because, like I said, he went to juvenile a lot. We was younger then. And he did five years. His first time going to jail, had a, uh, uh, he was in New York at the time, so he did five years. It's, it's hard to do five years in, in jail in New York. It's, yeah. You know, we, he's, he's Rikers. tough. Five years mm-hmm. there. Came home, died within a year. Uh, Got brother. tortured, killed. It's like, but it's my just brother. like, damn, you could have, I wish you would have stayed in jail. I, yeah. feel, I feel like you were safer in jail. And that's what I don't want for people. I don't want to feel like, it's, it's, it, it speaks a lot to the environment that we in or what we, what we, what, what we up against when you feel like, your friend, your loved one, your family member is safer in jail than in this world. I am not just like this with outside people. I'm like this in general. My family, my 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 son, my oldest son, he um he got into a situation at school. I had told him don't uh take he he got in trouble at home, so I told him he better not take those Pokemon's a car Pokemon cards to school. He was banned from Pokemon cards. That might seem like to y'all, but he loved Pokemon cards at this <laughs> yeah, time. You gotta do. So yeah, I took the Pokemon cards from him. He ended up sneaking them, taking them to school. He was gonna sell them. And one of one of the boys ended up uh like swiping one of his cars and hurry up and running off. Well, my son ran behind him and punched him in the back of the head and gave him a concussion. The little boy, they went to press charges on my son. They ended up not doing it. The principal sat me down. She wanted to give him three days ISS. I told her, no, give him five. And she was like, what? What do you mean? I was just like, he just, just like, it's fine. Nobody press charges. We're going to kick him, put him as a hit, kick, push. Nah, give him five days of ISS. My son never got in trouble for the rest of the year. The reason why is because I held him accountable for his actions. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? When we fail to hold people accountable for their actions, they continue to the life or the path of destruction. And that is why our neighborhoods are the way they are. Um, even with, like you were saying, about them coming home and um, them um, finally being out for a year. I, I, can give you, I can give you four or five people, my cousin a little bit, that happened to him. People that came home from jail and in a year they were dead. And why? Because our neighborhood is not conducive to the lifestyle. Once they get out, they have the mindset to change. And that is the same thing with the mentor programs. Once they get out of the mentor program, they have the mindset to change, but they come back into these neighborhoods are who that are destructive. So for the ones who don't want to change, we have to, we have to stick to that. We're going to call the police on them because they are causing the ones who want to change to be destroyed in the process. Nah, they need to go to jail. They need to do that seven to ten. You think that should be like a mandatory sentence? Seven, seven to ten. 10? Like seven whatever to you do, yeah, seven, seven no, to ten. No, not everything. Nah, <laughs> you got to do a seven to ten for the smallest thing. Nah, nah. Still a piece of bubble gum. Seven to ten. <laughs> no, nah, they won't nah. do it again. Oh, uh, you messed <laughs> up. <laughs> I don't want nobody to go to jail. They don't have to, but I'm yeah, with you on that. I don't that. want nobody I, I to go to jail. Definitely want the community to change. Um, it is tough when you growing up. It is tough uh, seeing. You know, uh, younger kids uh, get into the stuff they get into. Like I said, you know, had, we talk about Josie again. 
they had the homecoming yeah. kids shot it up. Um, for whatever reason, I, I know I know we more behind it, but that ain't that ain't for me to know or for me to spill out. That's just it happened. So yeah. it's like why you got old people out there, you got young people out there, you got kids out there, but you got kids shooting. Yeah, really tough to to deal with and, and to explain. I guarantee you, somebody knew about it and knew that was going to happen, but they didn't say anything. I I don't even know the story fully, but I guarantee you that kid told somebody else, um, especially one of his homeboys. But we don't speak up. We don't say anything we lot because we we are part of that lifestyle. I think about what you said. From what I heard about a lot of things, a lot of shootings at least involving kids. They I seen a lot of old, older guys, old G's, we rather call it, telling they telling parents, hey, grab your kid's phone. It's in the group chats. So apparently this stuff be talked about before, yeah. but it's there. And they saying pretty much a lot of the shootings that we be hearing about is everybody catching so quick because it's right there in the group yeah. chat. It's right there. Like they texting like, hey, when I see you, I'm a can can I give a uh, something a tip before I go? Yeah, you might give it out. Listen, parents, active supervision is the key. Pop up at the schools. That way, if they're wearing something different than what they had at the house, you would know. Um, making sure that they at the school. A lot of kids, a lot of kids' parents don't check. We call it power school in South Carolina. Checking their grades, checking their attendance. Um, if you let them go to a location, say for instance, they go into a party, you pop up at that party, active supervision. You want to see what your child is doing, regardless of what they're telling you that they're doing. We trust our kids too much. You want to check that phone. You want to check stuff that's in their room. You listen, you police your house, (laughs) (laughs) period. You call it whatever you want to call it, but that way you are cutting down the chances of them being at risk for joining games or doing things that you never knew they were going to do. Some some kids be having sex at nine years old, and parents don't know because they don't check phones. They don't check YouTube history. They don't check Google history. They don't check uh, – they got this app called Discord where kids be on there. It's like a social media platform for children, and they be having – man, I'm telling you, they have so much stuff in there. What are they be talking about? Check, check, check. That's all I can tell you. Active supervision. I don't care how tired you are. That's not an excuse. I don't care how um, if you had a, a long day and you're ready to eat. Uh, spend time with your kids. Talk to your kids. Pick their brain. Ask them uh, harsh truths. Like what we're talking about today, ask them some harsh truths. And pick their brain and see what they're talking about. But active supervision is key. That's dope. I'm going to use that clip first. I like that. That's dope. I like that. I like that. Hey, man, this was dope. I love talking to you. Um, I hope that, you know, you're able to continue to uh, make heavy strides in the community uh, on both sides of the border, yeah. Atlanta, all over. Uh, I'm pretty sure in, in no time you'll be doing this. Uh, all, that's all you're going to be doing. Probably hard to contact you, you're going to be doing so much good work. So um, I definitely oh, appreciate you stopping speaking. by. I know you had a busy day. I know you tried to get ahead in town, so I appreciate you yeah. for that. Um, yeah, man, anything you need from me, let me know. You know what I'm saying? Same, if I, if same. I can do it, let me know. Let me know. Good? I'm good. I appreciate it, bro. I'm about to cash in that check right now. Hold on. Uh, That was good. Hey, definitely.